I haven't really been on social media recently, so I know we haven't done this in a while. But um, yeah, I just felt the spirit moving me to come and speak. I was just talking to my friend, and she was sharing like uh, a lot of really good insights with me. I think like lately I've been in a space where I've just been kind of um, like processing. I feel like for a while. Um, I kind of got in this cycle. I felt like overwhelmed because there was just so much going on and definitely so much in my mind, so much information that I wasn't really certain in anything anymore just because there was just always so much going through my head. And um, and so I think I had to take some time to actually like get with myself and genuinely process everything, you know, um, which I think is important. Like that's an important lesson I had to learn of like really processing my thoughts, you know, not just having them or saying them or sharing them or you know anything but actually taking the time to like process and go through things um so i've been picking up like a lot of cool lessons um we could talk about you guys in a second <laughs> um but yeah i've been picking up a lot of cool lessons like something that uh god really delivered to me today was um just the thought of not thinking so much which I think sounds like simple. Sorry if my voice is weird. I'm really chilly out here. <laughs> um, the thought of not thinking so much sounds like really simple, you know, um, because we say it all the time, like just embrace the moment, like just don't think too much. But I think it's different because our minds can still play the trick on us, at least for me. My mind tells me that I, I have no option but to think, you know, because this is naturally how I am. But something my friend and I were just discussing is that sometimes when we deal with trauma or when you're dealing with mental health issues, sometimes you get so used to that that you allow that to become your norm. So if you're if you get used to feeling anxious, you start to see the world through a lens of anxiety. You feel like this is just how you operate. If you've been depressed for a while, you normalize that and you think that this is how I'm going to always be. And so we tell ourselves this story and we create this identity in what was meant to be a temporary experience. And so um, what me and her were talking about, because we're both like, um, you know, followers of God, is that like, you know, really being more deliberate about um, where where you're basing your identity in. You know, for me, um, I find my identity in God. Um, and for me, that's a saving grace because for a long time, I think inadvertently, I put my identity in my depression. I put my identity in my experiences. I put my identity in other people, even in my relationships, you know, in what people thought about me, in my accomplishments, like all of these things, all of these things I put my identity in that weren't really like foundational or sound. But I think for me, like reminding myself that my identity is actually in God. And so like, if it comes down to anything, like that's really, um, that's all that can tell me who I am. It's not the content I create. It's not what people think of me. It's not any amount of money. It's not any kind of job. It's not the people I'm around, but it's the person who made me and further pursuing that relationship to better understand and reassure who I am when I am feeling uncertain and when I am feeling depressed and when I am feeling anxious. But, you know, being very cognizant, I think, is what I want to share about what it is that you're basing your identity in. And I think you have to be, it's good to be cognizant about it because I didn't even realize it's something that we did so easily, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, let's jump in. Let's jump into how how you guys are doing. My best friend and I are growing apart, and it's really hard for me to let go because I keep thinking about our memories. Um, 
I, I definitely understand. I can understand how that feels. Um, what, what I can say to that is this. Um, sometimes people are introduced into your life, not forever, but for seasons or even oftentimes for a moment. Sometimes you come across somebody who is literally just supposed to drop a nugget in your life and that was it. And I think it's good to prioritize like your personal, your individual development, because like we kind of talked about earlier, sometimes we base our identity, or maybe it's not your identity, but we put a lot of priority on relationships. And so we, when it comes to like stepping away from relationships or even more when it comes to stepping with, into ourselves or doing something for ourselves, um, it can be difficult because we attach ourselves so much to friendships and relationships or jobs or this or that, you know, our ideas and social scenarios. And oftentimes, at least from what I've realized in my own life is that, you know, there comes a point in life when you're going to have to, it's going to be lonely. You know, when you when you're really starting to, like, get to know yourself or at least what we discuss often um, in my life, when you're really starting to fall into your purpose, you really start to find your reason for being. Um, for me, like the last few months have been me pursuing a relationship with God to better understand who I am and what my reason for being is and what my purpose is on earth. When you start to really engage that path, which is really individualistic because it's you really diving into um like I, like I said, your purpose, like the reason you're here on earth, like um, sometimes it will remove you from a lot of relationships. It will remove you from a lot of scenarios because you can't be distracted by who you are when you are existing in those spaces. You know how like when you used to be in high school, at least when I used to be in high school, like you would be like, you would hang out with all these different people, but different friends brought out different sides of you. I think it comes a time when you can't be around things that bring out different sides of you because you have to understand who you are. You you know, and so although these things are bad on the surface, they can become distractions when you're pursuing like an understanding of self. And so for that reason, you know, I always say like, I understand what you might be dealing with, um, especially if you're kind of in a space that I'm, I'm in in life where, you know, you're going to have to, you know, step away from friends. You're going to have to step away from things that make you comfortable because you're going to have to truly discover yourself and we kind of talked about it before when corona had like just started happening about how i think a lot of people didn't really didn't really didn't really have the time to really check in with themselves because they were constantly distracted and this is all on a subconscious level it's something that we don't realize so don't like feel bad if you know like this is turbulent for you or difficult for you because a lot of us don't realize how much school work social social scenarios friends relationships we don't realize how many things in the world really distract us and take us away from ourselves but when all of that is removed when there when you can't go to work no more you can't go to school no more you can't hang out with your friend or a relationship falls apart you get broken up with things may seem chaotic they may seem like they're falling apart but it may actually be putting you in a space where you can actually sit with yourself so you can have a better understanding of the direction that life is gearing you towards you know um and it's an important transition but i understand that it can feel turbulent but don't be afraid of it don't you know, deny what it is that you're feeling. Um, don't be afraid to be lonely for a while because I promise you, um, I can speak kind of having experienced the other end of it. What's going to happen is you're going to be lonely for a while. You're going to spend a lot of time with yourself. Things might get dark for you because you're going to be dealing with things that you have been subconsciously putting off for years or months. Um, and it might get rough, you know, but I think in those moments, at least for me, 
those that's when I really found God or found the dependence for God because he was there in the moments that other people couldn't be and even more coming out on the other side of it when you have when you're when you're a more refined version of yourself he will introduce you into the spaces that he really wants you to exist in so he might take you away from these friends to put you with these people who are more aligned with the purpose um, that your life is meant to fulfill you know so don't be afraid of what may seem chaotic don't be afraid of what may seem difficult because again like I always say life doesn't happen to you it happens for you so allow it to happen for you don't attach yourself to the past um, because it's comfortable allow yourself to be uncomfortable so that you can find a new comfortable in your destined future how do I escape a toxic human uh, man um, I don't know if I can speak on this a lot because I don't have like recent experience with it but I would say from what I've observed I think escaping a toxic relationship comes from first um, acknowledging your own worth you know like you got to think about it like imagine you had a kid or maybe you have a little sister and imagine if you saw them in a toxic relationship because you see the beauty that exists in your child or in your sister or or, or whatever like it, it physically hurts you to see them lower themselves to deal with somebody who doesn't appreciate the all of what they are and i think if we can see ourselves like that and see ourselves for the, the true beauty that exists within us see ourselves for the depth that exists within us see yourself that for the worth that exists within us then we won't even we won't even feel comfortable allowing ourselves to exist in a scenario with somebody who can't fully appreciate and acknowledge all of what we are so i think to truly escape from a toxic relationship you have to first like be able to acknowledge and appreciate your own worth to understand your own standard and um what kind of relationship dynamics you will allow yourself to be engaged with how do you decide when that season on your life with a friend or significant is over uh I don't know if it's something that you decide per se. I think it's a knowing that finds you, you know? It's a knowing. Um, and I think it comes a point, at least for me, when you will start to understand that, you know, your life, you're being called towards more. And before you can get there, what you'll find is that you will often have to relieve yourselves of certain things, you know, certain weights, you know, and it's not always just like people. Sometimes it's your own habits. Sometimes you have to relieve yourself of certain habits, certain mind states, certain things that you indulge yourself in to really move forward to becoming the person that you need to be or the person that you're meant to be. Um, and so I think it's a knowing that finds you, you know, when you just understand like, yo, like this this needs to go. And it's a transitionary like kind of experience because it's not always easy to let go of those things. You know, for me, like I realized last year I had to let go of uh, smoking, drinking and sex. Smoking and drinking were relatively easy for me. Like I quit those like the week that I decided sex was it's not that it was it was more difficult and not like the physical act of sex, but like the sex, the desire for sex, you know? And I think for me, it was on a, it was on a deeper level in that, like, I really had to, I realized I was being called again to appreciating myself for who I really am, you know, who I really was. I was being called to really seeing myself for more than what was on the surface. And and engaging kind of in like, you know, physical intimacy all the time or really only ever truly acknowledging intimacy in a physical way, I was really realizing that like, I kind of had to step away from that to really not only see myself and learn myself on deeper levels, but to also see people and relationships and how I engage with them on deeper levels. So 
different things are going to take, you know, a different amount of time, but it's a knowing that I think finds you. You know, I always say that a lot, a lot of times we know, like, we know the answers to a lot of the questions that we ask, but we seek, you know, reassurance and reaffirmment because, again, it's difficult. So we really don't want to believe it. We don't want to accept it. But, you know, it'll come to you, you know, and accept it when it comes. Embrace it when it comes. Embrace uncertainty. Embrace what is uncomfortable because I don't want to keep repeating myself, but life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. So you have to allow it to happen for you, which means you have to allow uncertainty. You have to allow being uncomfortable. You have to allow change and embrace change um, to really continue pressing forward. And you'll be grateful for it, I promise you. Like you next year, <laughs> we'll be grateful for the you that sacrificed comfort, you know, to grow. It's hard to focus on just myself. In my opinion, a lot of people don't view you like you view yourself and it's trippy. Which one is the real you? Um, I would argue neither. A lot of times we aren't the people, we aren't who people believe or we aren't who people think we are and we aren't who we think we are. You know, and uh, for me, again, I can only speak from my personal experience. That's why it was important for me to really discover my identity in God, because if it was up to me, if I if I were to believe who I think I am, like on a daily basis, for one, it would be inconsistent. I would never be a consistent person because one day I think I'm great. The next day I think I'm terrible. You know, I'm just depressed and I just feel like I'm hopeless. So I would be inconsistent. There would be no consistency in my being. Um, and if I believed I was who other people thought I was, then I would be feeding into my ego. I would be feeding into the idea of who people think I am, especially kind of being like a content creator and having a platform. I would be feeding into this idea of like, oh, I'm Miles Carter. I'm deep all the time. And da 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 da. It's like, no, I'm a human being. But I think in finding my identity in God, um, it's humbling. It's like confidence without complacency and humility without self-doubt. It's the perfect balance because you are basing your understanding of who you are on he who created you, you know? It's kind of like, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, what analogy could I use? Like, if I make, if I make, if I make like a BMX bike, to be a BMX bike, you know, and that I send that BMX bike out into the world and everybody's like, oh my God, it's a motorcycle. And that BMX bike is like, I don't feel like a motorcycle. I feel like a little tricycle. The BMX bike is actually sacrificing like the dignity that I put in it to see itself as less. And the, the world is seeing the BMX bike for way more, you know, which is feeding his ego. But if I, if the BMX bike comes back to me, like, who am I? Like you created me, tell me who I am. Then I could be like, bro, you are this BMX bike and you're perfect that way. You don't have to try to be a mountain bike and you're all, you don't have to like lower yourself to viewing yourself like a tricycle. Like you are a BMX bike and that's exactly who you're supposed to be. I think that's um, your true identity. It's not who you think you are. It's not who people think you are it's who you have been made to be and the best way that i've found to understand who i was made to be is talking to um you know he who made me what is your purpose if you don't mind sharing from my understanding <laughs> um this is my humble understanding i think that my purpose is to be the most accurate embodiment of my experience with god and my experience with, with god is love 
understanding, patience, you know, fruits of the spirit, love, understanding, patience, kindness, to be the best embodiment of God that I can on earth, um, or I should say the characteristics of God. So for me, my purpose lies in how I treat people, um, how I utilize the gifts that I have been given to impact like humanity and not just on a mass scale, um, not just with influence, but how I impact the people that I come across on a daily basis, how I impact my friends, how I impact my family members, how I impact the strangers that I meet when I'm at the gas station. That I think my, that I, I think that's my purpose. And in understanding that, I understand that, you know, I've also been given vehicles, but I'm not defined by my vehicles. For instance, I have a content. I have a, I, I create content that is a vehicle to enact my purpose. You know, I'm not defined by, you know, being an artist or a music artist. I'm not defined by being a YouTuber. I'm not defined by, you know, being an Instagram influencer. I'm defined by the purpose that I have. And Instagram is only a vehicle through which I can enact my purpose. YouTube is only a vehicle through which I can enact my purpose. I think sometimes um, a problem that I really had to um, avert was, again, basing my identity in the vehicle, you know, defining myself as a YouTuber. That's really putting myself in a box and putting my purpose in a box, feeling like I can only, it's like if, I, if I'm a chef, you know, you're, you might be a chef, you might be skilled to cook, but your purpose may not be to cook. Your purpose may actually, your purpose may actually lie in who you actually are. And being a chef might introduce you to spaces to impact people who exist in those spaces, you know? So you might be a chef, you might be great at it and it's phenomenal and it's great that you have that gift, but your purpose might actually be to the guy who you're cooking for you know what are you saying to him like what kind of impact are you having what kind of conversations are you having with him you know um so again like i've just kind of learned not to confuse my vehicle with my purpose and to really pursue a life of purpose you know like measuring my life by the lives that i touch you know how do you know if the girl you're getting to know is from god uh like everything is working out and not at the same time senior title and i was like i'm gonna watch this what if it's from god <laughs> that's funny um how do you know if the girl that you're talking to is from god um i would say the first thing that comes to mind is to talk to him like like really talk to him you know communicate with him like ask him these questions you know ask him you know about what's going on in your life ask him about the people he's introducing you to ask him about who you are you know ask him um and he'll tell you you know I think sometimes we kind of feel like God is so far away. But, you know, from my experience, like the the true experience of God comes from engaging a, a genuine relationship with him. So it means communicating. It means when you're confused and you're lost, you genuinely ask questions. You go and pray and you talk to him, you know. Um, and in that, you will really start to understand not only um, not only yourself, but also the character of God and, you know, the reason for being in your life and, you know, the places that he wants to take you and the kinds of people that you, he wants to, he wants you to in involve yourself with, you know, because again, like when you really start to discover your own identity, when you really start to have an understanding of who you truly are, you have a better point of reference as to, towards like the kind of people you want to be around on a consistent level. You know, the kind of people you, you want to be around aren't always going to be the the kind of people you're meant to be around aren't always going to be the people who are like you. Sometimes it's going to be people who are completely polar opposite, people you never thought you would be in this exact spaces with. But, you know, when you're following your purpose, he will put you in those exact spaces to be a light in those moments. Like, what's the point of having a light if you're just going to hang around a bunch of other lights all the time? Like, I always say the star that shines the brightest sit in, sits in the darkest spaces. But I mean, that's kind of like I'm kind of uh, trailing off. But if you if you really want to know 
um, whether the girl that you're talking to is the one that's sent from God, you know, I'd say talk to God, really ask God about it. And I, I, I can almost guarantee that he will give you an answer when you truly like ask him, you know, in faith and in belief. Something I think about often, especially when it comes to religion, is why do people suffer so much compared to others? Um, well, I think I've honestly realized that comparison truly is the, the, the thief of joy because we are all here, you know, in this grand experience of life, you know, on our own individual paths. And because of not only are we on our individual paths, we are individual beings, you know, like no human being has been made the way you you are. No human beings has had the experiences that you are, which sidebar is the gift in who you are. There is literally no one else like you. There may be people who might be similar for a point in time, but nobody else thinks in the way you do. Nobody else has had the experience experiences, the background. Nobody else has grown up around your family dynamic. Nobody else has the relationships. Nobody else can bring to this world the perspective that you can offer. And that perspective is something that you can offer to any person you come across. It's something you offer every single day to every person you come across, to every instant, every instance in which you exist. And that is why I believe that every person's existence is so purposed and purposeful because you never know the impact you're meant to have on who, you know? So the best thing you can do is to embrace who you are as as best as you can in every moment and when we kind of take our attention away from ourselves and embracing who we are and start to compare our lives to others that's when things start to get shaky because it's like we were never meant to have the same experience we were never meant to be the same because we are the same we literally can't be the same so what may look like somebody else suffering more than you may not be you know the way the way in which you think it is you know like it, that's just their path and their path is designed or has happened in a certain way for their purpose for their reason of being for the spaces that they're going to exist in that you may never get to see so you may see their suffering but you don't see how you're not going to see how they overcome it you're not going to see where they're going to be 10 years from now where the experiences that they had 10 years before directly correlated to the person they were able to grow into being and the impact they were able to have because of the experiences that they had and the them being able to speak from experience like you don't see all that and, and like you see you see how like there's so much to it that it's like it's so complicated that the best thing you can really do is focus on your own life as much as you can embrace your own path embrace your own life embrace your own pace of growth you know don't compare yourself to other people feeling like man he's 18 and i'm 18 so why am i like this and why is he like that like bro age 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 is, is nothing compared to the actual experience of life, you know? Um, so allow yourself to experience in your own time and, and try your best not to compare yourself um, to other people or other people's lives or other people's experiences because it will drive you mad. It will drive you insane. And just like one more thing on that, like minding your business is really a practice. Like, don't let people fool you and feel like, you know, telling you to just mind your business is a simple thing. It's actually very difficult not to compare ourselves because we exist, especially now in a digital age where we're conditioned to compare ourselves. You get on Instagram and watch people's lives every single day. You get on Twitter and read people's thoughts every single day. You get on YouTube and watch movies about people's experience every single day. And it's not always an honest experience. So we're kind of... It's ingrained into our minds to like mind other people's business and be interested in other people's lives and not our own so you know don't feel bad if it's difficult for you to actually start focusing on yourself now it's it's, it's difficult for me it's something i'm practicing like every day of really i have to like re like really reel my mind bit back in and focus on me you know and not allow my mind to wander off and compare myself to other people it's, it's not a 
I just say that because, you know, I know firsthand that it's not always the easiest thing. So, you know, practice it. It's, it's a practice. Like anything else, it's a practice. I was watching a movie um, on the plane the other day. Um, it, it was it was called It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's a movie by it's a movie about Mr. Rogers. And, you know, if you know anything about Mr. Rogers, he did the kids show and he was always he was like a saint to people. People thought he was just this saint, you know, he just had everything right, all this wisdom, all this love, all this knowledge and whatever. Um, but what, when they were interviewing him or they were talking to his wife, what she was saying is that, you know, people don't realize that it's a, it's a daily practice for him. You know, being disciplined, exuding love, you know, being a light is a daily practice. You have to practice, you know, approaching, approaching life with love. You have to practice dealing with your anger in ways that are productive. You have to practice like dealing with your emotions in ways that aren't harmful to you or the people around you. It's a practice. You, know, you try. And something he said was that, like, you know, I, he, he was like, I'll speak, you know, first person. He was like, yo, I, I do get angry. But when I get angry, I don't go punch somebody, you know. I go run as fast as I can. I run as fast as I can, or I go swim as fast as I can, or I play all the lower notes in the piano and just bang them all together. Like you do things, you don't deny your emotions. You don't deny, you know, these feelings that we try to escape from and being happy. We don't deny anger. We don't deny, you know, depression or sadness. We don't deny anxiety, but we find productive ways and we practice um, productive ways to acknowledge and deal with them. I think oftentimes we run away from these things and we only continue the problem because you have to acknowledge your problem to really solve it, you know? We run away from our problems all the time. We run away from being sad. We run away from breaking up with somebody who's not good for us because we're afraid of heartbreak. Like, we run away from pain. But I think to truly to truly deal with pain, you have to acknowledge it. Or to truly, like, get past it or to, you know, find a healthy way to acknowledge it, you have to deal with it. You deal with it. And I think, really, I would say that's when... For me, that's what defines a truly good person. It's not a person who's just phenomenal all the time, who's in great spirits all the time. It's a person who, even in the face of adversity, can approach it with love. You know, those are the moments when it really counts. The moments when you're expected to show hate, the moments when you're expected to react, the moments when you're expected to be angry, when you're able to approach it with love. I think that's that's when it counts and that takes practice. You have to allow those moments to occur. Allow things to like things are going to happen. Life is going to happen, but it's how you choose to react to the things that happen that I think make make a difference in the long run. I'm glad you guys are doing good, though. I don't think I got to, like, uh, check all the answers, but I was asking earlier, like, uh, how are you guys doing uh, and how are you guys feeling? Um, yeah, I hope you guys are doing all right. <laughs> I've known God all my life, but I feel sometimes when I ask God deep questions and I'm really confused, he doesn't answer back. It's discouraging me. Loneliness and confusion has been weighing on my heart. Um, I can understand that. Um what I've honestly learned is that sometimes what may seem like silence from God is actually, you know, opportunity for experience. Like, sometimes we need to experience things. We can't just get the answer. Like, you know, like I could sit here and give you advice all day, but sometimes some things don't truly cement into your mind until you experience it for yourself and you understand, you know? Um, 
and that we see that every day like you talk to old heads they always give you these like you know proverbs really simple lines that you think are so shallow like you know the grass isn't always greener on the other side you know it's just like bro like what what are you talking about like that's really simple but when you actually go through life and you, you gain some experience you realize that some of life's most complex and complicated um problems the solutions to them are summed up in the simplest words but that only comes after experience so sometimes like what may seem like silence from god is really him you know allowing you um to really experience to learn the very lesson that you're asking for answers from because if you just got the answer right now it wouldn't truly resonate it might not really click in your mind because you really have to go through this you really have to experience this and he's with you along the way because one thing i can say is that like you know i've dealt and I deal with a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, especially in the last few months, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of self-doubt, you know, and, um, but what I've noticed, especially in the last few months is, is that as low as it got, I never felt like I was on my own. You know, I felt alone. Like I felt like people didn't understand. I felt like I had nobody I could talk to, but I didn't even, I would even think about suicide, you know, but I never, in all of that, even in the midst of thinking I don't want to be alive anymore, I would much rather be dead. I, in my heart, I knew that I would not take myself off this planet. There was something in me that knew that this wasn't it for me. You know, something in me knew that, you know, this wasn't going to be my end. And even more, something in me knew that what I was dealing with wasn't going to be in vain. I knew that it would come out to something. I knew that there was a reason for this. I knew that I would grow from this. I knew that it would benefit me in some way. Something, there was just something in me that knew that. I, I believe that something was God, you know. So when we think that God isn't there, he is there. You know, because the fact that you aren't going off the deep end, there is something that's putting a cap on you. There is something that's that's at the lowest, at the darkest point, is holding that reassurance in you just that knowing that exists that this is not it for you you know um that is god to me um and so like i said you know sometimes what what may seem like silence is really blindness on our part like we may not be able to see god but he's there you know and i was talking to my friend about how you know in, in the bible it talks about like consistently seeking god you know you don't just pray to him one time and he's not a transactional guy you're not just gonna you know hit him like a slot machine and he gives you your answer like you consistently seek him you seek him not only when you're in despair but when you're feeling great when you're feeling all right when you're around your friends when you're uncertain when you're feeling sad when you're anxious you seek him at every point at your lowest you seek him and i think he will show up to you exactly when you need him to exactly in his divine time And when he does show up you'll realize like wow you know this is exactly the moment that, you know, he was meant to show up for me. I think I'm going to just hop on live with one person before I get off because I think uh, they're getting ready to finish playing ball now. Um, I'm just going to hop on with one person real quick and then um, we'll, uh, we'll get up out of here. Hello. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I had How are you doing? I'm, I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm doing so well. It's oh so man, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness. It's you a sound so here. Oh Sorry. my god. Where are you um, from? I'm from um, Maryland, so it's like east coast of US. Word, okay. Man, you sound so bright. You sound so spirited. It's really it's reassuring for me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? What's on your mind? Um, I've been okay. Um I 
I don't know. I feel like God's really like trying to talk to me um, tonight. Like, I don't know. It's been really weird. Like, I, I was like, I was about to go to bed. That's when my, like the, the camera was dark. And I was, let's go on Instagram. <laughs> and you were like, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> and like, like, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but like, you know how like the Holy Spirit, like sometimes it just makes you cry out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just been, it's been that all night, but um, I feel like God put me here for something. I don't know. <laughs> Can I ask, like, where do you where do you think that comes from? Like you said, sometimes the spirit makes you cry out of nowhere. Um, what do what do you think causes that? Um, I think like I I feel like what others feel a lot. So like, wow. um, if some I walk into like I can just understand like, or like if I talk to somebody if they say oh I'm good, I will know that they're not. I almost like pick up wow. on like what they feel and sometimes my heart feels very heavy when um when something's going on and I'll call a friend and they're like whoa <laughs> they're like how did you know that are you <laughs> this is my yeah. wow no I no I'm sorry I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt you no you're good <laughs> oh no I was just gonna say like I think that truly is like, like a gift you know and um to be so empathetic that you can sometimes feel for others or sometimes like you know the spirit will you know inform you of how other people are feeling i should say um it can be heavy sometimes because you know sometimes the pain that you may be dealing with may not even be your own you know um and so for me like i'm, I'm i can i'm kind of similar in some ways i think and i've kind of had to learn to like really you know really like sort through my feelings because sometimes I carry so much you know whether it be my own problems or whether it be like not the problems of the people I care about but just the knowing that the people that I care about aren't in the spaces that I would love for them to be and sometimes that gets heavy on me too so I'm curious like how you deal with um kind of discerning that how do you deal with kind of managing um these feelings and how the weight that can come with it sometimes that's a really good question and um I'm glad that you can really um Honestly, I go to my guitar or I, like write it down. Um, I just, I just like almost like leave everything and just like drum so hard like um, on the guitar or I might make a song or I might just cry it out and just put on worship music and blast it. Um, wow. But yeah. <laughs> wow. No, it's it's funny you say that because I was I was just talking to my friend this morning. And he was telling me that I need to get a hobby, you know? And it was telling me I need to get a hobby because sometimes like when you don't have that kind of outlet, like you said, for your guitar, or you may just like praise, you know, and sing worship just to get it out of you. When you don't have an outlet, things will build up and muster up inside of you. Um, and for him, you know, he makes music too. So that's, that's one of his outlets. Another of his outlets is also video games, something that engages his mind um, or in regards to his music, I believe something that engages his spirit and allows him that room to express, you know, in a very comfortable kind of zone, you know? Um, and that's something for a while I realized that I didn't really have, you know? Like I didn't really have something to to get all of what was inside of me out, you know? Um, and so now I'm, I've been thinking about like investing in like a video game or just being more comfortable expressing myself because you know like I, talk, I was talking about earlier sometimes 
it's like we don't want to acknowledge the parts of us that we're not proud of like i don't want to acknowledge the fact that i get angry sometimes i don't want to acknowledge you know the fact that i'm feeling depressed or i don't know how to like put that into words you know um, without feeling like maybe i'm manifesting more depression in my life by talking about depression you know like so those are the thoughts that kind of keep every cause me to keep everything inside but i think it's really good advice and i think it's important that you kind of like kind of mention the same thing now and really having an outlet for all of what happens inside of you yeah that's so good and like i kind of wanted to remind you like jesus he like flipped the tables <laughs> <laughs> he got like so angry and like sometimes we're like oh my god we have to be perfect as um like Jesus followers and stuff like that but no like that's why we follow God like best like I'm broken like you know <laughs> like, not a way of, like oh like feel bad for me I'm broken but I'm broken in the midst of God's feet and I'm going to leave it like at him and um, wow. and I think I think that makes us strong like yes okay. I feel like go that out we're like that's that's not good for us not not good at all but yeah um but yeah that's awesome oh, thank you thank you thank you for for like reminding me of that it's 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 something i like in the back of my mind i know but i don't give a lot of validity to like kind of hearing you say it just now like it really like it sits in my heart just like you know like we were saying like just knowing that it's not it's not unhuman to experience these things you know and especially like now like when i think in our generation i i'll guess all of humanity we're always so obsessed with being happy you know not realizing that happiness is an emotion just like you know the sadness that we're running from so if we're going to embrace happiness we also have to embrace sadness and the full spectrum of things you know so like i, I thank you for for reminding me you're such like a i feel like you're a great friend like <laughs> i feel like you're a great friend thank you you are too <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, well, thank you for coming on here. Thank you for coming on here and sharing your insights, sharing your story, just sharing your being. So like calming for me. Oh, thank you. You too. It's <laughs> I think God really put this on my heart. So it's been really cool. I think it's almost like maybe God wanted me to be here because I I literally just came on like not even 3 minutes ago. And I was like, yeah. let me request for life. So this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anything happens by chance, especially in these scenarios. I'm grateful. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good rest of your night. You too. All love. All right. All love. Bye. <laughs> um all right, guys. I'm about to um I'm about to get off, but um what there's one last thing I wanted to add about uh emotions. Oh, um I wanted to add that um something that God reassures me of often as well is that it is in my weakness that his strength is really shown, you know? Because sometimes, you know, when we're feeling good or we're feeling sure of ourselves and everything is going fine, it's very easy to forget God. It's very easy to want to kind of take the steering wheel and do it ourselves because we become so sure in ourselves, you know? But 
I think it's in the moments of anxiety. It's in the moment of fear. It's in the moment of moments of uncertainty. When I realize that I'm incompetent and I'm overwhelmed and I can't deal with things on my own. I can't carry the world on my shoulders. Those are the moments when I really seek after God, you know? And those are the moments where he really shows up and it kind of like reminds me of the scripture. Um, I don't know if it's scripture, but it's definitely something that God has reassured in my heart that it's in our weakness that, you know, he's at his best, you know, because oftentimes that is when we allow him to work in our lives, you know? And um, what I've realized about God is that, you know, he's a jealous God and that he seeks after our spirit, but he's not a forceful God, you know? Like he will come where you allow him to be, you know? Even if he wants to help you, if you're not going to allow him to help you. Um, and I mean, actually he will still help you, but I've realized he doesn't force himself. He allows us that free will choice. And he allows love to be a choice because love should be a decision, you know? So, um, it's just a reminder to me to like, you know, allow God and not be ashamed of like the uncertainty, not be, not be ashamed or afraid of the chaos, but to let it be, you know, allow God the room to work in the midst of those spaces. And then to also not forget what God did for you, you know, when you were low, when you were down, when he, when he brings you high again and when he exalts you, to also humble yourself when you're high, to allow him to continue to work in your life in all aspects, whether you're low or you're high. But yeah, that's just something that was um, that's on my heart to share. And that's something that like, I'm actually glad I just said, because it's really reassuring for me to hear out loud too. But um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate all of you. Um, thanks, thanks you to everyone who came and like joined us live, talked with me. Thank you to uh, Sierra. I really appreciate your spirit. I thank you for coming out here. Like, like I said, you seem like a really uh, good friend, you know? And, you know, your presence like, really helped me out. Just kind of seeing somebody who's just so, like, genuine, I should say. Um, so that that was really, like, nice to experience. You could do one more person. Hello. Hi. Hi. What's going on? Nothing much. How was your day? Uh, it was it was really good. Um, this morning, I wasn't really feeling so well. Uh, but then, I was talking to my friend about this like, before, too. I went on a walk this morning, really guided, like guided me to a walk. And I think he really like came and like spent time with me and talked with me, which was like a really reassuring experience for me. I think I really needed that, you know, because for a while I kind of felt like, um, I don't know, like, I just felt like maybe God was like a little bit distant from me or he wasn't around or he wasn't hearing me. Um, and so for a while I was feeling like very kind of unloved and, you know, kind of disregarded or, whatever but i think this morning like he came and like spent time with me and like taught me um so the rest of the day i've just kind of been like trying to implement the lessons that he gave to me so i've just kind of been chilling how about you um my day is a little like if he um a a um a famous singer from back home political it's a political stuff but yeah. Um, he actually got assassinated yesterday. Wow. So I've just been like trying to deal with my emotions a little bit, but God is definitely teaching me things. How does that? Emotions. How does that make you feel? Um, it's a lot of angry emotions. Okay. Mostly, I'm not even sad. I'm just angry. Um, it's just like it's a lot of stuff that's been happening and still happening. But I'm trying to. God is trying to like make me not hate 
the people that have been doing this for years but like hates the enemy and he's trying to show me that the enemy that i i should be praying off is the the devil not the people you know and so i'm just trying to kind of have a line between politics and being christian you know controlling my anger there's good types of anger and bad types one that gives action and one that leads you astray from so you were talking about emotions yeah. and i totally agree that you should you should of course be sad be happy be angry but they should all not lead you astray from god and the one i was having was the one that was like hatred hatred yeah. for the tribe that kills my people and so god is just like making me and understand it so. wow no, i think i think that's really important not, i haven't really thought about that like kind of understanding that there's anger there's two facets of anger there's anger of course like that's chaotic and that kind of pulls you away from yourself but there's also anger that's more streamlined and purposeful um, i think that's important again just towards what i was saying before about like kind of not treating these emotions that we've kind of normalized pushing away um, not treating them like they're things to just like hide from and run from and disregard, but to acknowledge them, you know? Um, and that's something that I'm probably going to think about some more too. But um, also, I think an important part of what you said about like, you know, not being angry at people, but being angry at the enemy, you know, the enemy that we really can't see. Um, and that's something I've had to learn a lot too, is that like, it's not as people, I think we have to really see our, our, I try my best to see myself and to see people in the way that I believe God sees us, which is the spirit, you know? But as humans, I think we struggle between, you know, existing in the spirit that, it, that resides within us and our attachment to our flesh. And so with the flesh comes the ego and with the ego comes a lot of things like jealousy, envy, you know, the anger that's chaotic, that kind of thing. And so when I see people who, act in ways that maybe like may feel like they're an enemy to me I have to kind of realize that you know there is still a spirit of beauty that is within them but it is only masked by you know how much the world has may may have consumed them and that's really the enemy that exists behind them the spiritual enemy that you know they're only susceptible to in this moment in this portion of their life so that's something I've kind of really had to acknowledge too it's funny you say because like it's like recent experiences have kind of taught me that too, to not see people as the enemy, but to understand that the enemy lies beyond all of us, you know, and to really, and when, and of, of course, like when you're engaging that enemy, it's like, it's not really, it's not a physical battle anymore. It's more spiritual. And when you're engaged with uh, a spiritual kind of battling that way, it's like, that's when you go to God. You don't try to fight off the devil by yourself. I mean, you can, you go, you know, and you, you say your prayers and you read your scripture and you read your but you also, include God into that dynamic as well so I think that's also important the fact that you're kind of keeping God in the midst of this and trying to look to him for a point of reference um, for how you want to handle this or how you're going to handle your feelings and emotions towards this lately I've been trying to take like take kind of a break away from social media it's funny my phone is actually in grayscale right now it's in black and white because I've really been trying to be deliberate about you know the media that I'm consuming because realized like how much of an effect it has on you know how i think one last thing i don't mean to like drag it on but one thing my friend was telling me was that you know um before a feeling before we experience a feeling 
you know, we experience a thought and uh, oftentimes our thoughts comes from, you know, the things that we consume. Um, and so people may be feeling anxious right now or depressed or lost or, you know, just not feeling good within themselves. Try to consider um, what you've been consuming, what you've been letting into your mind that has been producing the feeling that you're experiencing. You know? And I think that might bring you some clarity towards what you're dealing with and even more some clarity on how to deal with it personally. I've really been being delivered about my social media usage, um, um, about like music I listen to, just about every, anything I consume, everything I let into my mind, whether it be music and TV, definitely online, um, to kind of like preserve my own health and make sure that my thoughts and my feelings are independent or allow myself to really process what's going on inside of my mind as opposed to constantly exposing it to more information more information because when you're feeding yourself information you don't allow yourself the room to process that information a lot of times so i would say just with a farewell be this week try to be delivered about the media that you're consuming you know really try to take care of yourself um, and understand that, you know, what you let into you will fester, you know, it will mold how you think and how you feel, even on a subconscious level. So try to be more deliberate about what it is that you're consuming. Um, and I think that might that might help you. It's definitely been helping me recently. So, you know, as always, I'm praying for uh, all of you guys, every single person that's in this live. Um, I'm going to say a prayer like right after I get off live for every person who came in here, every person who shared, every person who commented, every person who may have even just watched and listened. I'm praying for your peace. I'm praying for clarity. I'm praying for, you know, your direction. I'm praying that, you know, God will visit you in the spaces that you may not be able to express to other people, the spaces that you only, only you know about, even the spaces that you may not know about that are really bothering you. I pray that he really visits you in, in, in those spaces in the back of your mind, you know, um, and brings you the peace that, you know, we're all ultimately seeking. But yeah, love always, you know, much love to, to all of you guys. Um, I'll, I'll save this, I'll put it on my Instagram if anybody wants to like uh, come back and rewatch or anything like that. But, you know, as always stay safe out here, be deliberate with what you're consuming and, you know, take care of yourself, you know. <laughs> All right, much love to you guys.